disaster, with the growing financial disaster for small business owners. These are my kids. That's in memory of my father. Like Jeff Garnett, who's made a business out of tattoos. Whoa, what's that? This is like my animal sections. Not putting tattoos on. Don't take your pants off. But taking them off. I had other work here that I had removed. So I, as a customer, started looking at tattoo removal and I just hated everything about it. So in 2012, he and his wife opened a laser tattoo removal shop and soon expanded to six locations with eight employees in the New York area. Then the virus hit. But I did keep the employees on as long as I could, but then it did come to a point where I just said some, look, we're gonna have to temporarily let you go. Dr. Veronique Baptiste Germain launched her eye care business 17 years ago. We're noted as essential care workers, but they've asked us to postpone routine care and just do urgent cases. Her office is now only open for limited hours on Saturdays. That means part-time work for two of her employees and furloughs for the other two. They understand that there's nothing coming in and I can't see patients, so it's going to be hard for me to pay them. And they also understand I have to pay rent. At the Nurtury, a group of six Montessori child care centers in Florida and New York, they've gone from 150 students to just six. They're keeping one center open for children of essential workers, like nurses and doctors. Co-owner Brianna Banahan says they're still paying their 47 employees for now. Our goal has been to keep them on payroll. Hi, friends. Working from home as best as you can. And many of them are helping us create online learning. Can you tell me which color is that? For infants, toddlers, and oranges, naranja, la fruta, family, and three to six-year-olds, which is a challenge in itself. Just over half of all American workers are employed by small businesses, that is, companies with 500 workers or fewer. Having an unexpected health crisis was not on any of these small businesses' radar. They don't have disaster contingency plans. They don't have plan B. Alyssa Bard is a vice president at a New York nonprofit that helps small businesses get financing. What is it that they need right now? They really need access to capital immediately. They can't handle weeks or months of waiting for the financing to hit their bank account because they have bills to pay today, yesterday, employees to keep on their payroll if they possibly can. Many are counting on the $350 billion in small business administration loans that are part of the $2.2 trillion CARES Act. Because of surging demand, lawmakers are working to add another $250 billion to the program. It's absolutely critical. I don't see that a lot of businesses surviving without that help. The problem is, is how far is that help going to go? Because that money is going to go very quickly. Sometimes that's only two months rent. The government is offering $10,000 disaster loans, which are made directly by the Small Business Administration. There's also the Paycheck Protection Program to help companies retain workers and pay for some additional expenses like rent and utilities, which can be forgiven. To access this money, owners have to go through banks. It's been a frustrating process so far for many employers. And we have not heard back from that application process. And then the second option is the payroll protection loan. 
So that we actually haven't even been able to apply for yet. So I reached out to my bank and they basically sent out an email saying that they don't really have anything in place yet. They haven't gotten instruction. We reached out to the SBA about the logjam. They were unwilling to provide any official to offer an explanation. The need is urgent. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce says that almost a quarter of the country's small businesses say they will close permanently within two months without a financial lifeline. Dr. Germain speaks for many, seeing tough times ahead. Um. Well, 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 there you go. The Small Business Administration is disappointing millions of American workers, millions of small business owners. And, you know, the government wants to shut us down. They don't want us to be working. They don't want the the working person that owns a business to open up. But then they don't want to provide the help that is necessary, the financial help and the lifeline that is necessary to keep these businesses open. And ladies and gentlemen, this country is at a crucial, a very critical time. Because, as you heard in the CBS special report, and yes, that is from CBS News, I got to tell you the source, if a second wave of the payroll protection program finance money does not uh, get passed by Congress, you're looking at up to 24% of small businesses going under. I would actually say it would be more like 30 to 35% of small businesses because remember you got to even if they get even if the um, every single small business gets some kind of financial help a lifeline financial support after this is all said and done you're going to have at least 10% of small businesses in the entire United States and its territories go under. So that's why you have to add the extra 10%. So let me explain to you what's going on. $350 billion that Congress passed us the Care CARES Act of the $2.2 trillion is already dried up. A lot of it went to the richer corporations, the big-time millionaires. And, of course... A lot of the banks screwed up, the big-time banks that participated in basically facilitating these uh, the payroll protection program loans. They basically, well, let me just tell you, they were snubbing their own customers to have accounts. And they're basically just uh, holding things up. And, of course, at the same time, the Small Business Administration has been a disgrace from the very beginning, even when they started helping the small businesses out. As a matter of fact, the, the Economic Disaster Loan Program, the other phase of the Small Business Administration, has also been a disaster. Thousands of small business owners have applied for that loan program. And they haven't heard anything from the Small Business Administration. By the way, if you call, you're going to be getting a clueless individual, man or woman, and they have no idea. Their website doesn't work. 
I mean, in the sense that if you want to find out anything about your application, and we're, we're talking about the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program. The one that they can give you up to $10,000 in advance payment. Well, you ain't going to get any information there. Their workers, the ones that get the phones when you call, they're not going to give you any information because they don't have anything. They're just basically, let's just put it this way, collecting a paycheck. And then, of course, like getting back to the payroll protection program, the money's dried up. It dried up yesterday on the 16th. Today, of course, is the 17th of April, 2020. And the banks, like I said, they were holding up the application process. They had no clue. There's plenty of blame to go around. And now the U.S. Senate from the Republican side wants to give, and Trump is willing to sign this into law, another $250 billion. But the Democrats in the Senate are blocking the measure. Why? Because they want to add more money. They want to add money for hospitals. Hey, listen, I'm for hospitals, healthcare workers to get compensated and for more money for hospitals. But then they want to add a bunch of other goodies and they're holding up a potential $250 billion more for small businesses. So you can see, if that doesn't go through, and we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about 24% of small businesses will go under, and you add the extra 10%. Up to 35% of small businesses will go down. It's a fact. That will happen. So I want you to listen to Donald Trump. To ease the economic pain of millions of American families, we've now processed $300 billion in loans to more than 1 million small businesses through the paycheck. Let me stop you right there, Donald Trump. I am a Trump supporter, ladies and gentlemen, but I don't lie here and I don't kiss I don't kiss ass. I'm not going to kiss anyone's ass here. So Trump is making this out to be like if it's a huge success. Mr. Donald Trump, it will become a huge success if every single business owner in this country gets some sort of financial lifeline, financial support. And there are still millions of businesses, small businesses, with 500 or less employees that have not received anything from the Small Business Administration. The payroll protection program, going through the banks, and the banks basically holding on to the application, not putting it up on their websites, basically not wanting to communicate with their customers, okay, is a total disgrace. Okay, Donald Trump, President Trump. Protection program, this action has saved millions of American jobs. It's been an incredible success, and they want to replenish it now. Again, it hasn't been a success. And you see, I will still vote for you, Mr. Trump, in this elections that are coming up. I'm still going to vote for you because I don't like the alternative. I don't like the dementia Joe Biden. 
Seems like a nice guy, but he's about 180 years old, and he's going to get an unqualified vice presidential candidate only because, not because she's going to be, and she is capable of becoming a future president, and she's got the qualifications to be president of the United States in case something happens to old Joe Biden, Mr. Dementia Man. No, Biden is not going for that. He's just going... Because he just wants to just put in a woman, just any woman, a black woman. And I'm not a racist. I mean, I love black people. But if you give me Condoleezza Rice, who is African-American, and she used to be Secretary of State under the second Bush administration, and and she becomes a vice presidential uh, running mate. For, Bo- for Sleepy Joe Biden, like Trump calls him Sleepy Joe Biden, then I would say, yeah, this she's qualified. She's got the experience. She was pretty good. She's run companies before. She's been a chairwoman before. Sit on boards before. She's a former Secretary of State. And I would say, well, Biden's candidacy is all of a sudden a little bit of a threat. Not completely, but a little bit against Trump. But getting back to this whole payroll protection program, it has been a complete sham, a complete disgrace. I blame both the government, which is the department that runs this and facilitates this, which is the Small Business Administration, and I blame most of the banks. It is not a success until every single business owner basically gets some kind of financial lifeline. But again, the Democrats don't want to do that. This is money that goes to the workers of our country. Phase one was $350 billion, and now phase... $350 billion that went to some small businesses. Lucky for them. God blessed them. But then a lot of other... Some other businesses probably don't deserve that. They've got plenty of money. And they probably should not have received any money. These two, we want to do 250 billion. This goes to workers and it goes to small businesses so we can save all the small businesses around our nation. Mike McFarland from Nebraska. Well, Mr. Trump, I I totally agree with you. And the Democrats, now, you're I, I'm going against you because you are kind of line that has been a success, it hasn't been a success. Okay? Millions of Americans are unemployed. And some lies were thrown out there. Whether you knew about it, Trump or not, I don't know. Again, I'm still going to vote for you. I like you as president. You've done some really great things for our country. You're one of the top 10 greatest presidents if not the top five greatest presidents this country uh, this country's ever had. But then, you know what? To your defense, the Democrats are not holding up this uh, 50, $250 billion extra that could be given to small businesses. Okay? So there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, the payroll protection program has been a, a total, total sham. Short of a bust. Because the banks that are facilitating this, big and small banks, credit unions, if you have a business account with them, you got to do it with them. They held up the applications when it first came out, came out and it was rolled out. 
They were holding it up. They weren't putting anything about it. They're not communicating with the with the with their own customers that have business accounts. And then when they put it out, it was a complete mess. No communication. Trying to call them on the phone. You can't call a bank representative on the phone. It doesn't matter what bank it is. It could be Wells Fargo, Bank of America. Here, here locally, we have a Space Coast Credit Union. It's a complete mess. And then the economic disaster loan program has also been a disgrace and a big mess. So that's part of the, you know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Alexander News Show. You know, I spent, I'm spending the first 16 minutes of this show talking about the payroll protection program. The fact that it's been a complete mess. We got so many things to talk about, okay, including... Why you can call this the Chinese virus? I want to mention to you first of all that you can find me and follow me, Alexander Carlos, Carlos Alexander New Ooze. You can follow the Alexander News Show on Twitter, Alexander News SH. Okay, and everything about news, politics, you can follow me on there on Twitter. And I got some big plans for the show. Trust me, guys. The only thing is that this coronavirus, or what we call the Chinese virus, has slowed me down a a little bit. But I'm still kicking, doing really good. I'm hanging in there. I'm I'm like all of you. I'm, you know, taking things day by day. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I go out and in the community because I am an essential worker. I am... A therapist for special needs. And of course I do this show. So media is also essential. So I'm essential for two businesses that I am very fortunate to be doing. Therapy for special needs. Media. Because I got the Alexander News Show. And of course my channel on YouTube. Miami Florida Slums News. So I see that people are desperate. I see people are more pissed off today than they've never they've ever been. So who do we blame for all this madness, for all this hysteria? The fact and, and the number one reason why a lot of people are pissed off and there's a there's chaos out there in the streets and I see it. And I'm telling you right now, this lockdown I, I mentioned it in my other shows, ladies and gentlemen. I, I mean, this starts... This A lot of people will say, well, this starts from the federal government on down. No. It's the local government that has shut businesses. And we're talking about here in Miami-Dade County and all across the country. And it doesn't matter if it's Democrat or Republican. These demagogues... I mean, if you want to talk about locally down here in Miami-Dade County, was it necessary to shut an entire county down? Miami-Dade County completely shut down. Stay-at-home order. Okay? Thousands of businesses can't open. Tens of thousands of citizens cannot work. Even illegal immigrants. Let's throw them into fray. And I feel kind of bad for them because they can't even get... They're not even going to get the stimulus money. Those $1,200... Per individual, if you have a child, $500. They're not going to get it. 
They can't work. They're going hungry. They're being threatened that they're going to get kicked out by their landlords. And people are anxious. You go to the stores, you go to the grocery stores. Here in Miami, you go to Publix, which, by the way, Publix is a total disgrace how they're treating their customers. And ladies and gentlemen, people are are worried. They're anxious. A lot of hysteria. Is the government telling the truth about... And we're talking about our own government, the USA. Are they telling the truth about like, exactly what's going on with the COVID-19? Or even, even our local government. Can we trust them? The only thing I'm saying right now is that there's a lot of hysteria out there. A lot of hysteria out there in the streets of Miami-Dade County. People are anxious. People are worried. People want to get back to work. They want to get back to work as soon as possible. There's got to be a balancing act. I say, if you want to wear the face mask, make it a requirement. I mean, a face mask... Only, uh, they only It only helps you just a little bit. But it's good. It's good to have anyway. And I say you keep social distancing guidelines. Limit the amount of people that can be inside a business. Put some requirements for, for businesses, for you know companies. But you got to get people back to work. Okay? And, and I know that Ron DeSantis, I'm going to give him credit for this. He wants to do this. He wants to... Lay the, the gauntlet down and say, we need to reopen our economy. Trump already announced he wants to reopen the economy. Start the process starting May 1. So, ladies and gentlemen of the Alexander News Show. By the way, the show is sponsored by Disability Fitness Sports Karate Life Skills. Also Fitness Sports Karate Inc. If you want to know more about the company that serves... And works with disability special needs individuals of all ages. Just go to disabilityfskls.org. A new website is being created. Redone. Better than ever. A lot of awesome things are coming up. By the way, I own the company. A lot of beautiful things, awesome things are going to be happening. This coronavirus is not going to take me down. It's very hard to knock me down. It's very hard. So, I want you to listen to... Let me tell you. This guy... This man, I don't like him. I'm not a fan of his. Okay? So, you know, I'm talking about the hysteria that's going on here. Whether our government is telling us the truth or not about the COVID-19. Um, people want to get back to work. We want the lockdowns to be lifted. You ever heard of selected quarantine areas? Selected lockdown zones? That's what should have been done for the very beginning. Oh, it's racist. Because we locked down a certain part of the community because there's a lot of African Americans that live there. We're going to lock that zone down, but we're not going to lock another zone. And we're going to keep it open that where there's just a majority of just white people. Oh, because it's racist to do that. There's nothing racist about that. Because the same thing could be reverse. There are zones where majority of whites live in a square mile air radius. Two or three square mile radius. Okay, you lock it down. And there might be an African-American low income zone. 
with some Hispanics there, of course, mixed up, that there's not a really big case or a big issue with the COVID-19. So you don't have to lock down that zone, but you can lock down another zone. See, that's what should have been done here in Miami-Dade. That's what should have been done here in, in, in Broward County. Lock down certain areas. And if you go to the rest of the country, the same thing can be said for New York. Are you going to tell me that upstate New York, there's a severe coronavirus situation, pandemic situation? It's in New York City. But you see, Governor Cuomo, who's a demagogue, and he loves the power grab, just like our local mayor down here, Carlos Jimenez, the true Democrat, by the way, the fake Republican running for Congress, which, by the way, he's probably going to lose because, believe me, he's running in a very difficult district, very difficult district against a very strong Democrat congresswoman. And by the way, she's got a lot of support. She's done a decent job in the eyes, of course, of her supporters. All right, so getting back to this. There aren't that many cases in upstate New York, but it's in New York City. And New York City, one of the reasons why it's been very difficult, and there's thousands of thousands of New Yorkers that have died in New York City, and even cops have died, is because it's clustered. It's overpopulated. And in most overpopulated cities in the United States, like New Orleans, San Francisco... LA, there is a big COVID-19 problem. But even in these cities, you wouldn't have to shut down an entire city. Maybe you shut down New York City, but do you have to shut down an entire city like San Francisco? No. You could shut down maybe part of San Francisco. It's the same thing with Atlanta. If it was really bad in Atlanta, do you shut down Atlanta? No, you shut down maybe part of it. Parts of Atlanta. The greater Atlanta area. Because you can't shut down or lock down an entire country, an entire state, an entire metropolitan area. Because you're going to destroy the economy. Yes, the COVID-19 is very bad. Right now, the latest figures are over 150,000 have died worldwide. Now, before I go any further... I want you to listen to a gentleman who I don't like. I despise him, but I happen to agree with him. Listen to Bill Maher. And finally, new rule. You can't yell at someone for breaking a rule you just made up. Scientists, yes, scientists who are generally pretty liberal, have been naming diseases after the places they came from for a very long time. Zika is from the Zika forest, Ebola from the Ebola River, Hantavirus, the Hantan River. There's the West Nile virus and Guinea worm and Rocky Mountain spotted fever and, of course, the Spanish flu. MERS stands for Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome. It's plastered all over airports and no one blogs about it. So why should China get a pass? 
Congressman Ted Lieu tweeted, the virus is not constrained by country or race. Be just as stupid to call it the Milan virus. No, that would be way stupider because it didn't come from Milan. And if it did, I guarantee we'd be calling it the Milan virus. Jesus fucking Christ, can't we even have a pandemic without getting offended? When they named Lyme disease after a town in Connecticut, the locals didn't get all ticked off. <laughs> Tick, ticked off. Seriously, it scares me that there are people out there who would rather die from the virus than call it by the wrong name. This isn't about vilifying a culture. This is about facts. It's about life and death. We're barely four months into this pandemic. <clears throat> and the wet markets in China, the ones where exotic animals are sold and consumed, are already starting to reopen. The PC police say it's racist to attack any cultural practice that's different than our own. I say liberalism lost its way when it started thinking like that and pretended that forcing a woman to wear this was just a different way instead of an abhorrent human rights violation. It's not racist to point out that eating bats is batshit crazy. In 2007, researchers at the University of Hong Kong wrote, the presence of a large reservoir of SARS-CoV like viruses in horseshoe bats together with the culture of eating exotic animals in southern China is a time bomb. <clears throat> Dr. Fauci says we should force a global closure of the wet markets because the current crisis is a, quote, direct result of them. On Monday, the UN's acting head of biodiversity said the same thing. So when someone says, what if people hear Chinese virus and blame China? The answer is we should blame China not Chinese Americans, but we can't stop telling the truth because racists get the wrong idea. There are always going to be idiots out there who want to indulge their prejudices. But this is an emergency. Don't we have bigger tainted fish to fry? Jesus, if the sun was exploding, Twitter would pile on the first guy who called it a dwarf star. Sorry, Americans. We're going to have to ask you to keep two ideas in your head at the same time. This has... We're not going to take it anymore. How about that? You know what, Bill Maher? I totally agree with you 110%. And the reason I said it's 110% is because in the military, if you go to the military, you have to give 110% of your effort. You know, I agree with you, except that this was being done in a lab, in a Chinese lab, in my opinion. And then it, I'm, I'm going to tell you, is China responsible for, and we're talking about the Chinese government, is China responsible for all of this that's going on? Indirectly, yes. Totally. Actually, yes. They're responsible. Now, did they do this on purpose? I have maintained that it's still a small possibility that the Chinese government did this on purpose and they wanted to sacrifice a few thousand of their own citizens. But I would have to lean more more heavily to the fact that this was being this was being worked on with some animals 
more than likely bats in a Chinese lab, a bio weapons lab. And it escaped into the Chinese, into the science community, the Chinese science community. And then it went into the population. I don't think the President Xi would do this on purpose. The Chinese government would do this on purpose. They would sacrifice their entire economy. It would be crazy to think this. Ladies and gentlemen of the Alexander News Show, even you guys that are conservatives, because there are some conservatives, you want to blame and you want to think that the Chinese government actually did this on purpose. My belief is that they probably, I would say 10 to 15%, could have done it on purpose, sacrificed a few thousand of their citizens, even sacrificing a little bit, destroying their economy. But it's very unlikely because, you see, the Chinese, they want to be dominant in the entire world. They want to take over the entire world with their one road, one silk road project. That one Silk Road project where over 100 countries worldwide are already participating and are getting Chinese money, okay? Why would they sacrifice that? It's more than likely an accident. Now, I'm going to get to this part of the virus being created in China because there are new reports that have come out. I'm going to get to that real quick. But Bill Maher is right. It is... All because it's racist to call it the Chinese virus. Give me a freaking break. Mar, I'm not a friend. I'm not a fan of his. I'm not a fan of his. I don't like his show. To me, he he is a disgraceful human being. But I'm right with Bill Mar. I am right on with him. 110%. Get over yourselves. Liberalism lost its identity. Because you want to call it racist to suggest that you can't call it a the Chinese virus. Like he said, the Ebola virus is from the Ebola River. Okay, it originated from there. Is that racist? Just like basically Zika. The people that live in Zika, you want to call it the Zika virus, like, oh, it's racist to call it the Zika virus. And you're going to offend the people that live in Zika. Like, really? It's like if a virus was created in Miami, you're going to call it, you, you call it the Miami virus and it's racist to call it that. You guys, you, you disgraceful human beings that want to call, call it racist because it's, it's a shame and it's sad to call it the Chinese virus. Get over yourselves. I love Chinese people. I'm a big fan of the Chinese. I think they're amazing workers. They're one of the smartest civilizations in the entire world. They get things done really quick. Much quicker than the Americans. Us Americans. We got potholes in our streets. Are you kidding me? Just go to Medley, Florida. Pepe Diaz, the suck-ass poser, and I'm going to get to him in a minute. Just go to his streets. They got potholes. You wouldn't see that in China. Chinese don't do that. They they have their streets nice and beautiful while you go to Pepe Diaz's district and, and he's got potholes. Even in Doral, which is a rich 
more richer, richer city, community. People pay taxes. But really, ladies and gentlemen, the Alexander News Show, it's not racist to call it the Chinese virus. The Chinese government can go screw themselves because it is the Chinese virus. And they're at fault for accidentally letting it out into the science community and then into the population. And they're at fault for withholding information. That's as far as I will go. Are you individuals that are big time fans of war? Do you want to go to war with China? Because if you're not careful, that's where it's going to end up being. Some of you right-wingers are basically straight up claiming that the Chinese government did this on purpose. Watch what you are alleging and watch what you write and what you say without any evidence to support that statement. Yes, you can call it the Chinese virus. I'm calling it the Chinese virus, the Wuhan virus. There's nothing racist about that, like Bill Maher says. But it's an accident, more than likely. I'm only going to go as far as saying it might be 10 to 15% on purpose that they let it out into the community, sacrificing thousands of Chinese citizens. Because the Chinese is probably wanting to destroy the rest of the world so they'll sacrifice their economy. But the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, of the Alexander News Show, which, by the way, you can listen to this show on most podcast platforms, including iHeartRadio, okay, the Alexander News Show, okay, you can listen to it on Apple, Spotify, you get the picture, you can Google Alexander News Show and you're going to catch my show right there, but mainly my platform is iHeartRadio, and you can find me on Twitter, uh, Alexander News SH. But getting back to some new developments that just occurred. And I need to read this to you, ladies and gentlemen, because, well, it's very important for you all to understand uh, where this originated. So the coronavirus began months earlier in 9 according to a, a new Bombshell UK report claims. This is from the Daily Star. It's a British newspaper. Okay, so a lot of people are thinking, well, including me, I thought that this literally happened in Wuhan, China, in a Chinese bioweapons lab. Well, according to this report, it didn't happen in Wuhan. It actually happened months before, like in September of 2019. Now, I will not agree with the report that it's basically saying it happened with some animals in more like southern part of China, south of Wuhan. No, I still believe that even if it happened in south of Wuhan, uh, south of Wuhan China, in the south part of that area, it still was made and being worked on. In a bioweapons lab. I mean, literally, China's got hundreds of bio, if not thousands of bioweapons labs. Their military does. 
and universities have it as well. Okay, China's got that. So does our country, the United States. So does Canada. They've got bioweapons labs. Mainly the military, by the way. So the new report that came out today was almost everything that we thought we knew about the first outbreak of COVID-19 could be wrong if a team of scientists led by the University of Cambridge turns out to be correct. I don't want to read this entire report, but let's see how far I go. Everything we thought we knew about the beginnings of the coronavirus pandemic could be wrong. A bombshell report by scientists from the University of Cambridge has, cal- has cast doubt on previous beliefs about when and where COVID-19 first broke out. While the Chinese virus was previously believed to have originated in a wet market, no, a bio-weapons lab. But you see, the politically correct individuals will say, no, it's in a wet market. Because we don't want to insult the Chinese government or the Chinese people because it's racist to call it the Chinese virus or to say that it was actually done on purpose because we're scared of the of the Chinese military. One thing is to say that they actually did it on purpose and another thing is to say it accidentally left a lab. It's a lot safer to say because it's more realistic and it's actually true that it left a Chinese lab more than likely by mistake. The team of researchers has published its extraordinary findings with a, <clears throat> with which have yet to be peer reviewed in the journal proceedings of National Academy of Sciences outlining a network of infections that has thrown existing knowledge into doubt furthermore i have a little bit more to read the virus may have mutated into final human efficient form months ago but stayed inside a bat or other animal or even human I'll say that they got a bat or another animal and they were working in a lab. So I'm going to continue. Let me see. I'm not going to read the whole thing, like I said, because it's very long and I've got a lot of things to address in the show. <laughs> Researchers analyzed strains of the virus using pyogenetic network in Alkerthium that can map the global movement of organisms through the mutation of of their genes while trying to pinpoint the exact location of patient zero the first human case of coronavirus early signs prompted them to look further south than the city of Rouen where infections first reported were reported in December What we what we construct in the network is the first significant spread among humans. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to continue reading, but it, it, if you want to know more about this, I'm going to post this on my Twitter. Okay, this will be posted in my Twitter very shortly. Alexander News SH. Just go to there and you'll see it. It's from the Daily Star. Okay, um, and a lot of what I'm discussing in this show is going to be on my Twitter. That's where you need to find all the information, more information, and the sources of my information about the show and why I'm talking about this show on my Twitter page, Alexander News SH. But literally, they're saying that it's you got to go more south of one. I don't know how far south, but 
that is uh, this is a big bombshell. I will still say that the researchers can be wrong. You know, you can't debate and come to a complete conclusion in science. Science is always going to be open up, opened up, and is always going to be up for debate. I'm still going to believe that this was being worked on in a bioweapons lab, but it wasn't in one. So we're going to go a little bit more south of one. I mean, what's the difference? The scientists were working, doing some stuff with this virus. And that's a fact. I am believing this and I know that for a sure, for a fact. As a matter of fact, the U.S. is investigating the theory that COVID-19 virus was accidentally released from a Chinese lab. I'm also gonna I'm gonna also post this uh, report from the Business Insider. This came out a couple of days ago. I'm just gonna read a little bit real quickly. The U.S. is exploring the possibility that the novel Corona coronavirus was accidentally released from a Chinese lab. Intelligence, and I'm talking now, U.S. intelligence is telling Yahoo News, Fox News, and CNN. China has denied the theory early in the crisis it packed the virus thought to come from bats to a wet market in Wuhan. But there are holes in that story, including that bats weren't sold at the market and that the first known patient had no connection to the market. Now... If you want to read more about that story, ladies and gentlemen, just go to my Twitter. I'm going to post that as well in a little bit. This is from Business Insider. So if you connect the dots and these stories together, plus what Bill Maher says. And again, Bill Maher is a little bit smart. He's a comedian, but he's he he he, he does his political satire and he's a left-wing fanatic. Short of a communist. Hardcore liberal. And he's saying, hey, you know what? Get over yourselves. It's not racist to call it the Chinese virus. Don't be so freaking sensitive. I agree with him. So you connect the dots from the story that I just mentioned to you from Business Insider and the one from the Daily Star. And everything just makes sense. You go to South China, more south of China of Wuhan, and you have a bioweapons lab and you have some scientists that are working on this virus, maybe with some bats. And it escaped the lab. And the Chinese government knows about this, but they aren't saying anything and they're not going to say anything. And this is probably going back way more than December, probably September of 2019, even furthermore. So now, are the Chinese, this is the big question, should that Chinese government be held accountable my question to you is yes and I think that this government should seek some kind of compensation reparations should the Chinese government pay reparations to us the United States of America and not only us but worldwide governments governments around the world they should and they won't because they are too powerful you would have to take them to war to force them to pay and ask them for reparations. So, clearly, the fault here 
And getting back to what I said in the beginning, all this hysteria is going on in Miami-Dade County. Because I see it, and it's not only in Miami-Dade, it's all around the entire country. Millions of Americans are not working because these demagogues, <laughs> these demagogues, and I got one, I'm actually going to have you listen to him. I'm going to have you listen to this uh, demagogue. He's, he may be a very good family man, a very nice man, but he's never been a good politician. I'm going to let you listen to Cardito Jimenez. Maybe green spaces, uh, you know, you can jog, you can bike, you can walk, uh, enjoy the outdoors, uh, maybe some individual kind of thing, you know, a kid can be picking a... a a, uh, a soccer ball by by himself or herself, you know, people can play catch maybe, um, maybe tennis, singles tennis. It's doubtful, though, that we're going to be opening up for any... Well, Mr. Carter's Jimenez, it's doubtful. I got a, I got a question. The main reason I'm going to, you know, in this show, the Alexander News show, I'm not going to be throwing little softballs. I throw fastballs. If I was a pitcher, I'd be throwing fastballs. I'd be throwing sliders, and I'd be throwing curveballs and knuckleballs. I love the knuckleball, by the way. And I'd be throwing it at 100 miles per hour. I'd be the most dominant pitcher in all of baseball. And I'm becoming really good in doing this talk show stuff. And I'm going to get better and better. And this, in the Alexander News Show, it's going to grow big. Believe me, it's all about the passion. And it's all about the truth. And truth, substance, and opinion. Strong opinion. The Chinese government is totally accountable. At fault for everything that's going on. For us Americans not working. For the economy going to the shit. And as each day passes. The US economy is going to go more and more and more down. But I also blame... The demagogues all around this country. The politicians that have shut businesses down. Instead of seeking isolated zones and, and quarantining an area, locking down a small particular area. You also got to blame the politicians. You got to blame the government agency, the Small Business Administration. You got to blame our own, even our own government. And that includes, yes, our president, Donald Trump. Because he responded slowly to the crisis. And I love Donald Trump. I love him. He's been, he's been an amazing president. I'm even going to blame our governor who, who's been getting some bad press. Because he hasn't been as strong in acting. Supposedly that's what they're accusing him on. And that's the left-wingers. They're accusing him of... Not locking down the entire state, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm. Does DeSantis get some blame? I would say maybe just because the blame. I, I would have to blame him for the way the reemployment, the unemployment website has been working. He gets a little bit of this blame because he should have handled the unemployment application process a little bit better. But that has to go all the way straight to Governor Rick Scott. Former Governor Rick Scott, who's now the senator. He's the one 
for this disgraceful, despicable website, the whole system not working well for the, the hundreds of thousands of Floridians that applied and were trying to apply for unemployment. But DeSantis gets a little bit of a blame too because he he needed to do a better job and respond quicker to fixing the system or doing a or coming up with a backup plan or something. I don't throw little softballs, I throw knuckleballs. So the question I have here for you all, and you can comment in my Twitter, or you can comment in one of the questions. If there's a questions part, you know, a part where you can write under one of my uh, many podcast platforms, there might be a part where you can comment, or even in my Miami, Florida slums, the news, uh, Miami, Florida slums news YouTube channel, Alexander News Show. You can comment on, on the bottom of one of those videos if you want, or you can actually go to my Twitter. Because remember, I don't have a web, a email address yet or a phone number for you to send your messages. But you can make a comment. Do you think, I have this question, that we might have the possibility of suing Mayor Carlos Jimenez and the Miami-Dade County government? And if you want to go a step further, could we sue the city of Miami? And the city of, uh, and the mayor and the politicians, is there a possibility that we could probably sue them for compensation, for negligence? And could we, could we take them to court, whether it's state or federal court? It's a good question because thousands of businesses are probably going to never open again. Maybe, maybe they'll try to reopen. But they're not going to be able to. Could we sue Mayor Carlos Jimenez? It's a good question. I was thinking about this yesterday on my drive home. And I was thinking, and then I even mentioned it to my wife. I know it's kind of crazy to think this, right? Could we sue Mayor Carlos Jimenez? So I'm basically going to close. You know, I had so many things to discuss. I mean, the fact that we have how we've lost 150,000 people worldwide. And, and that, actually those numbers... Could be a little bit more higher. Governments are not going to, you know, worldwide governments are not going to tell the truth. But we've lost, uh, I mean, the coronavirus. And by the way, I did a show where there is a lot of hysteria. Even with that number of deaths, I mean, let's just put it. Maybe there's 300,000 have lost their lives due to the virus or related to the virus. We're never going to learn or know the exact old numbers. It still doesn't compare to the AIDS virus that's killed over 30 million people worldwide. That, in my opinion, is still a much more deadlier virus. No, I know, Mr. Crespo, my good friend, Mr. Crespo, you're saying, well, but they get it through sex. Yes, that's true. But a lot of people were, a lot of human beings were irresponsible and they were having sex left and right from the early 80s, even to now. And they're still being irresponsible. And they can still catch the HIV virus. The difference is that with COVID-19, you could get it through the air. Yes, you could get it through the air. It's more dangerous in that aspect. But more lethal, more dangerous, getting 
a virus, what's more dangerous? Getting the virus. Like, what's more easier? It's easier to get the COVID-19 because over the AIDS virus because you can get it through the air. Even if you're wearing a mask, you can still get it. A face mask. Unless you're wearing a really good one, more expensive one. And the AIDS virus, you get it sexually. But can we sue Mayor Jimenez? The demagogue. By the way, that's, so that's a question. You please respond to me. Go to my Twitter. Go to one of my platforms. Make a comment in the bottom. Ask any questions you want or make the, or, or answer. What do you think? A lawyer. If you are a lawyer or a judge, I don't care who you are. If you're a politician who listens to the show, please make a comment. Best way to go to is just go to Twitter. Send me a direct message. Alexander News SH. Pepe Diaz. I'm going to close the show with this. Pepe Diaz, a suck-ass poser. So he gets food. And he puts it. And he makes a photo op out of it. That's why I call him the suck-ass poser. He does this on, on Instagram all the time. What's up with that? I mean, Diaz, I... Congratulate you for having a baby. I think you being a grandfather, one of your kids had a baby. Congratulations, man, but you are still the suck ass poser. You're still the suck ass poser. Anyways, thank you for listening. You don't need to take a picture and show that you're giving that food to the community. I mean, that's a disgrace. I mean, politicians to do that, it's a disgrace. Really, it is. You can give food, you know, participate. By the way, did you actually give that food out of your own money? Thank you for listening to the Alexander News Show. Have a great one.